Welcome to the Open Source Way. This is our podcast series, SAP's podcast series, that is about the difference that open source can be. And in each episode, we will talk with experts about open source and why they do it the open source way. I'm your host, Carsten Hohage, and in this episode, I'm going to talk to Christian Georgi and Daniel Hutzel from SAP's Cloud Application Programming Model, known uh, maybe to some of you out there simply as CAP, C-A-P. About CAP, especially in this podcast, gradually going open source, that is. So, hi, Daniel, and hi, Christian, in the first place. Hello. Hi there. Hi, Carson. Nice to see you. Nice to have you here. A few words about you two from my side. Christian has been working on development tools at SAP for quite a few years now. Uh, like, for instance, uh, the SAP HANA and ABAP development tools for Eclipse. Uh, and he is now a product owner for CAP tools and helps spread the word about CAP in general. Daniel has been with SAP since 2004. Uh, in the time since then, among other things, he invented and designed the core data services, in short CDS, in 2012, which got quite broadly adopted all across SAP in HANA, ABAP, and now in CAP, as well as designed uh, or co-designed, we'll maybe clarify that, uh, Uh, the cloud application programming model CAP in 2017, which he now leads uh, as a chief architect and chief product owner, besides, as he claims, uh, still being a notorious developer. Now, um, there is one thing I always struggle with uh, when I speak English to Germans. Uh, Christian, would you prefer to be addressed as Christian or as Christian? I might mix it anyway. <laughs> I don't care, actually. I don't mind. So whatever like uh, is easier for you and you think your audience will like. Daniel, would you prefer to be addressed as Daniel or Daniel? Whatever you prefer as well. Okay, so then I can mix as I choose. Uh, so, Christian, uh, addressing you in the German pronunciation now. Uh, what is CAP? Can you give us the short definition? Short definition, yeah. Usually we do that with a little like demo itself, right? But uh, here that we are now on the podcast, uh, it's just words. So it's basically uh, to help people uh, build applications in the enterprise context, right? It's all about application development and developers. Uh, CAP itself, technically, it's like an SDK. That's probably like the most usual term. SDK, a framework, or sometimes we call it a programming model here. Uh, it's, it's a set of libraries and tools, both for Node.js and for Java. In its core, uh, CAP has uh, a little language that we invented called Core Data Services, CDS in short, that helps us do various things. Uh, it, uh, for instance, uh, it helps you expose your API definitions uh, as a REST or, or data service. It helps you phrase and model your data model. It translates queries uh, to SQL, etc. Uh, and 
uh, with just few lines of code, you can basically uh, have a whole a complete a application running that serves no data request and that has its model deployed to a database. So that's just a little excerpt for from what of what Cap can do. All right. So I can tell there is at least a context to CDS, the core data services, um, as far as Cap's concerned. Daniel, is there anything else that we should put CAP into context with? Yeah, um, so CDS, as you mentioned, uh, is what we call our ubiquitous modeling language. We use it to model data structures, data models, services, and even UIs. Yeah, and basically this is also how to explain where CAP actually resides in this a uh, well-known stack of, you know, an application consists of a data layer, a logic layer or service layer, you could say, and a presentation front-end layer. And in uh, the SAP world, basically, the UI layer, to start with that, uh, is usually addressed with Fiori Elements technology of UI5 technology, as we say and this is also the case in CUP. So CUP very much supports Fiori-based, UI5-based uh, frontends, uh, even by CDS-specific uh, annotations. And on the database side, SAP has SAP HANA as the recommended uh, powerhouse database, and this is also what we support from CUP. We deploy CDS models directly to HANA and then have an uh, out-of-the-box support of the HANA database for serving queries. And the rest is the logic layer, the service layer, and this is actually where CUP contributes our so-called CUP runtime or SDKs, uh, which fill in the missing gap between the front-end Fiori and the back-end HANA being the service layer served by CAP. Yeah, and maybe to add, if you know SAP, then you likely know ABAP. And as ABAP did in the on-premise world in times, and even in the cloud as well, that's the same structure. ABAP serves HANA, it serves Fiori UIs very much, and it has the middle layer served by the ABAP server and the ABAP processes, and this is where CAP resides in the non-ABAP world. Okay, and so knowing a bit about what CDS is and where all it's deployed and everything else you've mentioned, that sounds pretty wide-reaching. Uh, which applications already run on CAP? Uh, can, and can I, like, if I look at an application, can I tell it's based on CAP? Or where would I have to look to be able to tell that? <clears throat> no, yeah, not by looking at it. Uh, it looks in the browser as any other application, um, especially when it comes to Fiori elements-based ones. Um, but CAP is in the, the backend server part, of course. And what we do have is really strong adoption uh, in SAP internal application projects. Actually, CAP is now also rolled out and promoted as the go-to framework in the non-ABAP world, RAP in the ABAP world. Yeah, and we have about 100 plus projects in SAP internally 
big projects. One of them, which is out and live already, is advanced financial closing, for example. And yeah, the number grows steadily. So adoption is really strong. Now you've mentioned one perspective that is uh, ABAP, non-ABAP. Uh, let me switch to another one. Um, is CAP a framework that is made for SAP-made applications only, so only for SAP internal development, or how is that? Uh, well, we won't be in this podcast uh, about open source, I think, if it was for SAP internal projects only. Uh, yeah, actually, from the very beginning, we uh, made CAP available internally as well as externally. When we were on TechEd 2018, which was one year after we started CAP, we made it available to external customers immediately. And actually, the, the, the interest by external customers and partners also drove the internal adoption to very much extent. So definitely not only for internal projects, um, even I would say it was external first. And I confess I knew, and as you said it, uh, you wouldn't be in this podcast if it was internal only. How would it be open source then even? Because uh, this is really why we're here today, uh, that now CAP is being gradually open sourced, right? Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, so we actually got requests quite early on from the community as, as soon basically as we made it available externally. There was like some early enthusiasts saying, hey, this would be cool like to contribute or to evolve further, right, with the community, by the community. Why don't you make it open source? And, and it was like this discussions for them back also internally, you know, the strategic discussions here internally. Is it good or should we do it, et cetera, et cetera. But here we are now uh, like having decided for that. Uh, and then the question was, okay, what's our approach here? In the meantime, CAP had grown quite significantly in terms of code base and usages and customers. So it's not just easy to put it out like that, right? Um, so we had to basically come up with an approach and that approach is not a big bang, but like it's start from the periphery approach where we basically said okay let's start from packages that are easier to put out easier to consume easier to contribute to cleaner in the api first and then gradually from there um, find our way through the, the, the core parts of it which we come later. So we start basically from like a protocol adapters like GraphQL and a database connectors like Postgres, uh, because as said, this is probably where the community will anyway uh, want to contribute and help us with. And then the core parts like the compiler part, the core runtime, this will come later. And there's of course also always like proprietary parts like HANA connectors, HANA drivers that probably will never be published because it doesn't make too much sense. Yeah, so that's our approach here. So if I understand correctly, the, the, the gradual opening starts or progresses over the two sides. One is the, the bottom, basically the database side, and the other one is the consumption side, uh, protocols, UI frameworks, and so on, right? Um, exactly, yeah. Okay, um, and that means the community is now let's take the database side first, is invited to do what? 
basically to help us uh, shape uh, the, um, the the APIs, uh, the interplay between like the core parts and that adapter, and then also to like really help us implement uh, with all the expertise, for instance, in, in, in Postgres, Postgres world, uh, and to contribute like bug fixes, documentation maybe, et cetera. So th this is where they will help us, and then they probably also soon come up with new new adapters, new connectors. Uh, they even did, uh, someone in the past, like did, did, did an adapter without us, right? So without like a proper API, they already came up with a working version, an alpha version, so to say, of, of a Postgres adapter, which was quite cool. And we didn't anticipate that at the time. Just to get that correctly now, you, you mentioned Postgres. Um, is there already an existing connector or would that exactly be one of the things that would now in the future be community produced? So there is an existing one, which I would call like um, whatever alpha, et cetera, a version of beta maybe. And that is like now reshaped and um, made basically a new major version done again with the community and now like a proper APIs and cleaner separation, et cetera. So next evolution, so to say. Okay. And then, then maybe switching uh, to Daniel again and switching to the other side of things on protocols on more consumption side. I assume that something like OData stays closed and others are the ones open or how is that? So GraphQL is already open. We uh, made this open source at TechEd last year and uh, OData? No, I think we will also going to open source the OData protocol adapter because OData is an open protocol, a standardized protocol. Um, yes, there is some quite SAP-specific extensions to OData, like the Fiori annotations. And indeed, we might have a derivative of the OData protocol adapter, which I would call the Fiori protocol adapter. And that one then likely would stay um, proprietary to SAP. And how about totally different things? Hope I'm getting the analogy right. Would it be open to also connect to, say, uh, Google Angular? Yeah, of course. So Google Angular is using a REST-based protocol, but of course it would also benefit from, say, uh, data bindings that we could standardize and things like that could be provided also by the community. It's not on our Redux screen for today, at least. So it's an invite to the community. Sounds cool. And that's basically also the two sides of things. The one is the database side and the other one is the protocol side. Or is there anything else in the ways of open sourcing that's worth mentioning, Christian? Well, we should mention our sample code repositories that we have there since, I think, 2019, so quite some time already, providing uh, code samples, smaller and bigger ones, to the community, uh, both for Node.js and for Java. There's even like an application that focuses on rather on the Fiori side, like showing you how to basically build a Fiori Elements application on top, which is called S-Flight. So people might know that from the ABAP times, where that the, the infamous famous S-Flight application was there, and it's basically now a reborn for the cloud and the cup world. 
so that is out there and there's like other packages sample code packages there it's all listed on our homepage and um, then the next thing we plan is a uh, documentation right a much demanded package that the people want to basically contribute uh, maybe just like typical uh, typo bug fix but like also bigger things new guides etc and then we plan to do that in the next months uh, we are at the moment about to split internal documentation from the external one in a more clear fashion and then we'll put the documentation out yeah and then we gradually as mentioned before gradually uh, make uh, find our way through the periphery towards the cap core you know the core runtime node.js runtime and also the compiler that does all that magic translation between uh, like the cds model to sql etc so these parts would be also come in parts at least uh, somewhere in the future right so that's the list of things the uh, bill of material and i guess that should at least as a first impression cover as well what cap is and does and also what the plan for open sourcing is let's maybe then examine a very different question why are we doing this uh, I mean, how does it benefit the community? That's maybe the most obvious. Uh, how does it benefit the SAP CAP team? And how does it benefit SAP overall? Yeah, that's a pretty good question. And actually, this is the question we asked us in the very beginning and also before taking the decision of making it open source. So maybe first of all, it's not to just get this label of, hey, we are open source, so we are cool. Uh, there has to be a real benefit for both the community and for us as SAP and the CAP team. Now, maybe starting with the community, putting me in the shoes of a community customer or partner, I think one important thing is uh, that they are able to have more influence on the direction of how we develop things by joining our initial setup things, the actual development, maybe even have pull requests that add new features to what we do. And this is, of course, where open source really shines. Um, the other thing is also when we maintain and support things. So think of currently a customer uh, found a bug or ran into something, they would have to open a message on answer subcom, like a very chat-like thing much better would be if they can, could just open a pull request in GitHub or open an issue in GitHub and refer to the sources that we have to work on. So we expect both, and this is now going to our shoes, the Cup team to shoes, we expect the community to have more simpler ways to contribute and do bug reports. And for us at the CUP team to have less efforts in reproducing things uh, in compared to answer subcom messages. Yeah, and overall, I think um, having this software open source would attract developers. Developers nowadays are just used to have things open source. So we hope to attract a larger um, yeah, share of the developer market which is important for us as SAP, as well as partners and customers to find developers which have then cap knowledge. 
let me maybe jump one question back there. Is the ultimate plan to have CAP fully open source or will we always on SAP side own this last castle uh, in the core of CAP basically? Yeah, that's related to licenses questions which are very sensible. Our ambition to have it is to have it fully open source. Everything at least which is not related to SAP proprietary technologies. So including also the core of CAP, but that's a journey. Saying our ambition, that's yours and Christian's and maybe then some colleagues, uh, but you already disclaimed uh, there's of course a question of licenses and many other legal aspects maybe behind that. So uh, we'll not make that promise here, right? Exactly. That's the point. Cool. I think we can agree on that. Um, and then in, in these uh, first phases of opening it up, uh, is that already working? Is there already um, activity in a community with what's available now? Or is this all still a plan? Uh, I didn't quite get that. Yeah, so um, when we look at the CAP samples, which are out since over a year, as Christian said before, we see great contribution there, definitely. Uh, so people really add new samples, uh, fix our samples basically, add new flavors to the samples, like I remember the TypeScript contribution, and this is quite great. And yeah, it really turned out to be great for the cup samples already. I think similar would be if we would have our documentation now, this would just be great uh, as well. And for the database, the new database layers, uh, most prominently the Postgres uh, implementation, we currently do that in close collaboration with community uh, members, uh, prominent ones, and our teams. So this is actually happening right now, yes. Okay, but you, you, you're somehow phrasing that differently. Is, is the database side really open source yet or not quite? Yeah, the new uh, database layer of Node.js and in particular the Postgres implementation that is currently already open source, yet still in a private repo because we are just onboarding all the people on that internally and externally, but we will just switch on. Private repo means uh, by invitation only, or um, exactly in GitHub, right? Um, but will go probably eventually fully open, or exactly very soon in the next uh, two or three months. All right, and if I am interested now, um, as one of our listeners here, where is the best place to get started with learning even more about CAP or even contributing? Yeah, I think that the best entry place is really our homepage on cap.cloud.sap, where all the information come together, both documentation and announcements about like events and release notes, which we put out every month, usually telling you about, okay, not only what features we've added, what bugs we've fixed, but also which things have changed in the open source community, like new packages available, etc. Right, So that's cap.cloud.sap. I think that's uh, the URL is so short that you can um, probably remember it. 
And then we have like the SAP community pages where we have like a dedicated uh, page there. Uh, and there's also a recap conference coming up on July 6th and 7th together with the UI5Con. Uh, so that would be quite exciting. Uh, and there we will probably share more details on, on, on like the status and the approach and the learnings in that time, right? So recap, 6th and 7th July 2023. Is recap, is that a real conference or still uh, an online only event? It's an on-site conference indeed. So this year, first time on-site. Uh, last year it was like hybrid or completely virtual. And uh, now we take the adventure and, and, and go go live and, and on-site. Quite exciting. Where is it going to be? Where? Oh, it's here in the Waldorf area. It's in basically in the like neighboring town of St. Leonroth. By the way, the links we will provide uh, in writing uh, on the podcast website as well. So... Um, cap.cloud.sap is yes easy to remember uh, but no need uh, it will be on the podcast website um, with that covered uh, I didn't announce it but that was the traditional before last question the places to go and the traditional last question is if you would have three or four things to remember from this podcast key takeaways one calls it um What would they be? If you want, go to each. I don't know. Who will start? I can maybe start. Yeah, so CAP is here to stay. Uh, it already uh, has quite a central role in SAP. Uh, it receives a broad adoption. Uh, the whole like uh, CDS uh, thing is already quite known, definitely in the other world, but now also in the cloud world. So CAP is here to stay. That's one thing. And uh, use CAP to develop business applications in the SAP ecosystem, but also outside. It's the preferred uh, framework and SDK here at SAP. So it should be yours as well. Okay, thanks. Daniel, you have another key takeaway to add? Yeah, uh, to open source. Yeah, open sourcing cap means not to be cool with the label, as I said, but really you can engage with us and make us better and get better. Um, yeah, so it's really an invite to you to contribute, to work together with us on the future of CAP. Meet us at GitHub. Meet you at GitHub and meet you in July. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. We're all there. Right. Um, Daniel, you only had that one, which is, of course, as the general call to action, always a great one. Yeah, that's fine. Three to remember is the best. All right. Okay. Three to remember is the best. Uh, let's finish with that tagline. Uh, so thank you very much, Daniel. And thank you very much, Christian, for being our guest today. It was great to have you both here. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Carson. Bye-bye. You are very welcome. And thank you out there for listening to The Open Source Way. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and don't miss our next episodes uh, that are usually being published every last Wednesday of the month. You'll find us on OpenSAP and also in most other places where you usually find your podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify and so on. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks again, Christian and Daniel. And bye-bye.